Welcome to Talks at Advent, homilies and reflections given at the Church of the Advent, a Western Rite Orthodox mission in Atlanta, Georgia. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, God is one. Reminisce with me for a moment, even though I'm sure this has never happened to you. Have you ever received a gift that you didn't really like? Maybe it was a sweater or a shirt or something that was maybe a bit not your style. Maybe, quite frankly, it was a little too ugly. Uh, maybe it didn't even come close to fitting properly. Or perhaps it was something you already had. How did that make you feel? Did you feel like the person who gave it to you was being trite? Maybe just fulfilling a duty? Or perhaps sim simply really didn't know you the way that you hoped they would. Now, on the other hand, have you ever received a gift that you really loved? Maybe it was something you had been anticipating for a long time or, or something that was the perfect match for you. I, mean, I imagine um, that when you got that gift, and it probably wasn't even something you know, expensive or fancy or anything. It, it, it was just something that gave you joy and happiness. It, it gave you a, a sense of connection to the person who gave it to you. When that gift is just right, you feel like another person has seen into your soul. The contrast between that bad gift and the good gift is like the difference between a feeling of rejection and one of connection, like the difference between darkness and light, between sorrow and joy. St. James the Apostle reminds us today in his epistle that every good and perfect gift comes from above, from God the Father. Unlike earthly gifts, which can be disappointing, and no matter how perfect or still somewhat imperfect, God's gifts are always good and perfect. They're given to us out of his great love for us, and they are meant to lead us into a deeper relationship with him. They build our connection to God. St. James points out that God the Father is unchanging. He gave birth to us, to all of creation, Though St. James says the word of truth, that, that we might be a kind of first fruits of God's creatures. What is St. James saying here? Well, who is the first fruits? St. Paul tells us in his epistle to the Colossians that Jesus Christ is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. Jesus is the image, the icon of the invisible God. Jesus is the firstborn of all creation. Jesus is the first fruits of creation. And we, mere creatures, have been created in his image and likeness. And thus, despite our lowly estate in comparison with God, we are also to be called icons of God the Father, of Jesus his Son. And although we have marred our icon much like those that sit behind our altar, that have been marred by time and injury, we have injured our icon by sin, such that it no longer represents a fully accurate reflection of God. Jesus was a perfect mirror of God the Father. After all, he said to his disciple Philip, whoever has seen me has seen the Father. So Philip, how can you say, show us the Father? Jesus Christ is undoubtedly one of God's greatest gifts to mankind. Jesus Christ who came to earth in the flesh to save us from our sins, from the power of Satan and from death, so that we could have an eternal 
connection and a life with God. But the good news is that we, is that we didn't just get one amazing gift 2,000 years ago. Now we got two. And wait, that's not even right. We got another gift that keeps on giving. In today's gospel, taken from St. John chapter 16, Jesus speaks to his disciples about the coming of the Holy Spirit who will guide them into all truth. And Jesus says, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak of his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. So again, we see how the Spirit is an icon also of the Father and of the Son. Although we frequently invoke the Holy Spirit in our prayers, I think too often the Father and the Holy Spirit get a little bit of short shrift. I mean, at least the Father gets the Lord's Prayer addressed directly to him, our Father who art in heaven. There, of course, are the charismatic Pentecostals who are maybe trying to make up for something they see lacking, but taking it a bit too far, taking it out of balance. However, we need to recognize the role of the Holy Spirit in our salvation. And that is what Jesus and the next few weeks are going to bring into focus for us. Jesus himself promises his disciples that the Holy Spirit will be with them always, guiding them and teaching them. And that same promise is given to you today. And the Holy Spirit continues to help us to seek in Jesus' ways and to follow Jesus. The Holy Spirit is our advocate, our helper, our comforter, our guide. He reminds us of God's love and truth and helps us to live in a way that honors him. St. James says all good gifts come from the Father, and in our theology of the Trinity, this is likewise true. The Father is the source of everything. He eternally begets, gives birth, so to speak, to the Son, and the Holy Spirit eternally proceeds from the Father. They are the first fruits, the first gifts of the Father, eternally begotten and eternally proceeding from Him. And from God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit flows everything else. All of creation, the spiritual beings, the angels, the demons, the cosmos, full of galaxies and stars and plants, the earth teeming with life, and of course, you and me. And what do you do when you get that perfect gift from someone? You thank the person who gives it to you, right? I mean, if you've been listening carefully to the propers for the Mass today, you've heard and will hear that they are full of thanksgiving. The introit taken from Psalm 98 is a hymn that reminds us that God is our creator and sustainer and that all things exist for his glory. It says, Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song, Alleluia, for the Lord hath done marvelous things, Alleluia. In the sight of the nations has he showed his righteousness, Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. With his own right hand and with his holy arm hath he gotten himself the victory. Were we to continue with the psalm beyond that, included in the introit, it would say, He has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Make a joyful noise to the Lord all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre and the sound of melody, with trumpets and the sound of the horn. Make a joyful noise before the King, the Lord. And then we hear, I love this stuff, we hear all creation beautifully give thanks. 
Let the sea roar and all that fills it, the world and those that dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the hills sing for joy together before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with equity. And there the psalm concludes with echoes of the righteous judgment that the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, will bring when he comes. And when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment, says our Lord. The offertory continues the praise and thanksgiving from Psalm 66. I will be joyful in God, all ye lands. Sing praises unto the honor of his name. O come hither and hearken, all ye that fear God, and I will tell you what the Lord hath done for my soul. Alleluia. So as we reflect on the epistle, the gospel, the mass propers, we see a common thread running through them. The goodness of God and, the, and his faithfulness to his people. We're reminded that every good and perfect gift comes from him and that he has showered us with gift after gift. He has not only given us what we usually perceive as his greatest gift, his only son, Jesus Christ, to become a little baby, walk with us and die on the cross so that he could redeem every aspect of us as humankind, mind, body, spirit, and soul. But he's given us so many other gifts. He's given us the benefit of existing. On this Mother's Day, let us be thankful for the gift of mothers who he's given to us to assist him in bringing us into this world, who rear, or for some of you, reared us, who have pointed each of us to God in a way that brings us here before him today. Let us be thankful for our mother, the Virgin Mary, who when the angel Gabriel visited her had the fullness of grace to say, be it unto me according to your will, so that she could give birth to that great gift, Jesus Christ our Lord. Let us thank God for the beautiful gift of this world, the spectacular cosmos, finite, but so unfathomable that a lifetime of study would not be sufficient to scratch its surface. But even more, let's thank him for the infinite gifts he has given us, eternal life through his Son, and the gift of the Holy Spirit to dwell in us, in that particular way especially that we as Christians have bestowed upon us at our chrismation, sealed by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a gift that keeps on giving, a gift that makes our hearts rejoice, a gift so great that no one will ever be able to take our joy from us. Through the Spirit, we are called to follow Jesus, to become more and more the icon of him and thus of God the Father. And of course, finally, we are called not to keep this gift to ourselves, but share it with those around us. We're called to also be a source of everything good and perfect. We are called to share the good news of God's salvation with all people, that they too may know his love and grace. That is a gift everyone on this planet needs, a gift we all want, the only gift that's good and perfect. As we share this boundless gift, let us receive it for ourselves too and let it fill us with gratitude and joy. Follow Jesus who has promised to be with us always, and let us be filled with the Holy Spirit who guides us into all truth, singing an ever new song of joy and thanksgiving for all he has done for us. May the grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with us always. Talks at Advent, homilies and reflections given at the Church of the Advent, a Western Rite Orthodox mission in Atlanta, Georgia.